0: Everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the one and only The Kimura Chronicles. It's your boy Jay rants along with my co hostess, as always, Mr. Val Cisco. What's up, brother? How you doing?
1: Oh, they call me Showtime Shivani. I'm huh.
0: here, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Showtime Shivani, I love it. Now, nah, I'm laughing because you also got me thinking about Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell, bro. I love that <laughs> Shivani line. <laughs> Oh, was good, bro. Listen, <laughs> yeah. The fact
1: that we don't have Mauro and Tony Schiavone at all combined together in any kind of like MMA or pro wrestling broadcast it's is sacrilege. a crime. It's a
0: shame against it humanity. It is, bro. Now you got me thinking about a dream table with Tony Schiavone, Mauro Ronello. And put in Joey Styles. Oh,
2: my God!
0: <laughs> I'll take that announcer table any day of the week.
1: <laughs> but I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm so happy to talk about this uh... This Bellator show, mm-hmm. you're making his debut on Showtime. I'm ready
2: for it, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, I'm ready too. I have my views and opinions. I know you have yours as well. First of all, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying your Resurrection Sunday. No, we're not talking about WWE. It's mm-hmm. Easter Sunday. So I hope everybody's doing their thing and having a good time with the fans. Um, as every Sunday, this is our Bellator 255 review that went um Friday. It went on Friday. I was about to say Saturday. You hear me? Because I'm so used to Saturday. But it felt good. It felt refreshing to have a fight on a weekday and just, aside from the UFC, I mean, I, we love MMA, but, you know, there's more federations out there. I needed a break, personally, from UFC. And just like you said, you know, this was their debut on Bellator. Um, I'll let you get your opinions out because I had mine, but, yeah, how did you feel about The whole shebang, their debut on Bellator, them coming back for like a few months since the pandemic, they were MIA, they came back, they debuted on Bellator on Friday night. How did you feel? So I was excited. I've been excited since, you
1: know, we found out that they were going to debut on Showtime and it was going to be on Showtime Sports and, you know, the history and the... Um, the credentials that Showtime gives mm-hmm. Bellator now to make it feel like a big, big time MMA company. Like I felt that it felt like a homecoming almost. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, this event, you know, started off like a homecoming. Like, we're back on Showtime. They showed stills of Ronda Rousey and Gegard and King Mo and Dan Henderson knocking out Fedor and just the legacy that what was Strike Force, even though they couldn't say the name Strike Force, mm-hmm. they were just giving you the knowledge of what Showtime has given you, what stars they built in, what they're going to do henceforth with Bellator and Showtime. So I was excited for that. Um, but I will say that, um, I feel like they were half in half out. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. I feel like that they, they could have went harder. They could have aesthetically, they could have went harder. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like they were just a tad bit all over the place. Um, With maybe the announce team, with maybe bringing out fighters and giving you those previews as well, too, during the show. With the little cutoff broadcast team as well, too, doing little pre- and post-interviews as well, too, during the show. That kind of took me away. But maybe it's because I'm so used to the UFC format that I'm just ready for the next fight, the next fight, and the next Mm -hmm. fight. That this right here was breaking things a tad bit more. So maybe that's just me. Maybe my, my, my viewing experience has to adapt to Bellator on
0: Showtime so that way I can enjoy it a little bit better. But I had my issues with it. Well, how did you feel? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, just since we're talking about that, the little break and the pause in between, I really didn't mind that because I feel that I enjoy that over, if you're looking at a UFC event on ESPN, mind you, you pay for the subscription mm-hmm. on a fight night. Why do I get standby waiting for a commercial? You know what I'm saying? Give me some filler. So I guess this is their filler. So that's refreshing for me as opposed to just seeing that blue screen standby waiting for a commercial, which pisses me the hell off because that really blows my mood as opposed to at least give me some commentary, some little stats, some little upcoming fighters and stuff like that. I'm all with it. So it keeps me you know, intrigued and it makes the event go by a lot faster. Um, But I definitely do feel you in the sense where – and I don't want to say that YouTube hurt them because I think that YouTube did a favor for people that didn't have Showtime, you know, because this is a whole package you've got to add to your already cable provider and your service. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that hurt them. What I think it was for me, at least, they kind of hurt themselves when, you know, this is Showtime. This is, you know, you got boxing. You have the Strike for history. You, you, you got some big guns that have been on Showtime. You have to bring the big guns, Scott Coker. And I'm not talking about cards. Just like you said, I'm talking about, Arena, bro. I got the same, you know, uh, Mohegan Sun feel vibes, and I'm like, okay, you're not doing nothing visually different. You're mm-hmm. not giving me nothing over the edge, over the top. You're not giving me nothing, Showtime, Strike Force feels. You're not giving me, I mean, they're not trying to be Strike Force, of course, but you're not giving me anything to say. We're back after like, let's say, a year almost, and this is our day. Do you want Showtime? We're here. We're making our stand. We're about to come for UFC's neck. I didn't get that. Yeah, I really think, didn't get that. Yeah.
1: No. I think what was hurting me the most was like um uh, you could definitely see it from the entrances. They felt so lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the fighter by themselves, and I get it, you yeah. want to focus on the fighter themselves. This is the draw right here, right? But there's something that's special about a fighter coming out with their camp, coming mm-hmm. out with their camp logos, their flag, and just feeling like in unison as a group, we made it here together. This is the hard work we all put in together. Now mm-hmm. we're going to go forward. I felt it was almost kind of pro ish and I, I'm like, I get it, I, I, I totally get it, but I feel like that was bothering me a tad bit. And two more things: the sound quality. I feel the sound quality for, let's say, music, mm. or in general, was a little all over the place. There were some people that had like entrance music that were that was fading back and forth. Mm. It was either too loud or too low. Um, I remember specifically with Pitbull's entrance music, which was weird as hell. It right was a there. bunch of
0: like. Pitbulls gargling while like the national anthem was playing. <laughs> Yo, I didn't even hear the pitbulls. I was just like, "Yo, my son so militant right now, bro." Oh, you didn't hear the pitbulls? It, uh-huh. like, it was not even in sync. It was like that's great. What the
2: hell I'm about to go check that
0: now. I gotta go check that.
2: That's
0: great. the last
1: point, man, I don't know what the contract is. So you could correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I thought that we were gonna get Mike Goldberg and Morrow as a broadcast team. I, I I felt like that would have been such a great like tandem together. Um, especially on Showtime, you would have had that. You would have brought the UFC fans with the familiarity of of Goldberg's voice, and then of course the Showtime fans with mm-hmm. with Morrow's voice because he does Showtime boxing as well too. So I feel like that would have been a great mashup. And I get it; they're trying to groom big john for that announcer role but i don't know man i just wasn't feeling big john in this whatsoever but that's my personal opinion though
0: well you are gonna have to get used to big john brother because goldberg and the broadcast team they parted ways like Uh, okay that's what it was i haven't bothered to read the article i was a little bit upset about it but you know i haven't bothered to read the article um boo shame on me right but um (laughs) so we're going to get John McCarthy. I guess that's what it is. I guess they want to roll the John McCarthy route, like you said. But um, Marl was golden. Marl did such a phenomenal job, and it felt good to hear him once again on the booth, bro. So, um, yeah, you're going to say something? No, that no, was it. Oh, so? I don't know. So let's just jump right into this event. I know you said you had your views and you wanted to get some views out about the first fight. So the first fight on the main card was a flyweight match. We saw Alejandra Lara taking on the debuting Kana Watanabe from Risen, undefeated player. And um, we saw Kana Watanabe remain undefeated. She defeated Lara in decision victory. How did you feel about that? Let's jump into you it. Know- I was going uh,
1: Laura in this match all the way, Same. you know, I think and even though, you know, her track record shows that she's went for, you know, the bigger tier opportunities mm-hmm. twice and fell short with it. Um, I still felt her, her striking and as far as a all-around mixed martial artist, that she would be great against someone who's not so much of a one-trick pony, but someone who's, you know, just purely a grappler like Watanabe mm-hmm. was. So I felt like, okay, this should be easy in the bag, but I got to say, man, this is just me. I know you said that this is her MO. She comes out. She does the dance. But, you know, it reminds me of a lot of cats. You know, one cat. um, Two cats. Ultimate Um, Warrior?
2: (laughs) No, two cats.
1: Um, uh, My man, uh, what's his name?
0: Rickle? Rickle, yeah, yeah. The caveman?
1: caveman elaborate entrances you know but also he would expend a lot of energy with these entrances as well too that he looked a little tired before even the fight would start so him as well as my man tom lowler was another one that would be running around the ring multiple times before the fight even starts to get the fans excited which i appreciate i love it that's such a showmanship right there that is professional wrestling and body right here which is hilarious because now he's a pro wrestler Mm-hmm. But um <laughs> you know I just look at it and I'm like man like you know Laura like you're doing all this you know dancing it's cute it's nice you know this is the first fight on Showtime we haven't seen a fight since 2013 in MMA on Showtime so it's been a long time that 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 card I believe was Uh, if I, if I, oh, that was the uh, Marquardt versus, um, fight. If you Mm. want to believe that one, look at Mm -hmm. that right
2: there. That's a long time ago. I'm
0: pulling out fucking rabbits from the hat with that (laughs) (laughs)
1: 2013. So as far as like this being the premier fight to show on Showtime, I was excited, but I felt like, okay, you're, you're dancing. You're having a good time while the other fighter Watanabe is, you know, she's serious. She's going in there. With with uh, Judoka gi. she's there with the black belt. She's she's there for business, and I feel like Laura wasn't there for business. She was there to have a good time. I get it, personality, but I feel like the personality cost her a little bit. First round, she looked incredible. Freaking mm. knees, elbows, kicks, boxing, look crisp. Almost um, finished like, her.
0: Almost finished almost her. Almost finished
1: yeah. her. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you know, Watanabe, you know, took a beating, but got to the next round. Mm -hmm. Next round comes. She's noticeably a little slower when I say Laura, you know, but she's still throwing, you know, a couple of kicks. She's still, you know, throwing some elbows. Mm -hmm. But this time we see that that cardio kind of deplete a little bit. And Watanabe just went ahead and start going for the takedowns, playing and praying Mm -hmm. and basically implementing that that ground gain to stifle her to the Mm -hmm. point where the third round came and. You know, Laura had really nothing. The gas tank was pretty much
0: empty at that point, and she was imposing her will on um on Laura. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Um, but just to act. Uh, you know, just like because we spoke about it off the podcast. You know, and my dad kind of found it weird as well too. Um, where for you for for, for people that are listening. And haven't seen a Laura Alejandra Laura fight, this is her m o She comes out with the Colombian flag, I believe it is, or Venezuela, one or two. I forget they're very Colombia semi- I believe Colombia, so she comes out you know, dancing with the little music going in the back, and that's her m o. She does her thing. Why it felt awkward and weird? Two reasons because like you said, she didn't come out with her camp, she didn't come out with her flag, maybe i 'm gonna say three, and there are no fans in attendance. If there were fans in attendance, they would have been eating this up, and it's just something that goes with the fans. You get what I'm saying, the Symbiotic. Okay. So, but that's her MO though. And I mean, as far as for getting tired with that, I, don't, I, I really don't blame it on the dancing. I just blame it more on the pressure that Wananabi was bringing after the first round where she was just like, all right, I'm gonna take it down. I'm gonna take it down. I'm gonna get on top of you. I'm gonna make you work. You know, she was putting her in some predicaments where she had to reverse a lot, work off her back, things of that nature. So I think that cardio, it's a little bit, not, I'm not gonna say bad, but you know, it's definitely not the best. But my biggest pet peeve was, excellent match. It was fun and entertaining back and forth. My biggest pet peeve was, shouldn't have open with this. Like I said, <laughs> once again, this is your Showtime debut. This is your return. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, bro, you should open up with the freaking Usman Nurmagomedov match. That would have yeah. been phenomenal because you got a big name. You got a, a you know, a, a Khabib's cousin. So that right there, you're bringing over UFC fans and things of that nature, and that name is synonymous. So you should open up with that. This could have been the second fight, but I don't know why they made a featured fight for the first one to open up. But like you said, Lara looked good in the first round, second round, third round. Then there was that third round, I, think, I believe it was. where No, I think that was the second where Watanabe was just like dead laying and praying on her, not doing nothing. I'm like, bro, but you're not doing nothing either to get out. So it, w- it was a weird fight, but we saw Watanabe get the decision, though. Yeah, a great fight. I think that
2: they
1: start uh, with this fight because they were trying to mirror the first Strike Force card mm-hmm. with Gina Carano, and I believe that was the first fight for that card as well too. Say so that I think it was for Ryan. I know, right? How no, dare no, I no. Republicans <laughs> unite. <laughs> um, but basically, uh we, we miss Carajune yeah. over here. Oh, um, but you know, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I felt like, well, I agree and then I don't agree because I feel like, you know, had we gone that that finished in the first round, we would have been singing a different song. I think we would have been like, oh, definitely, you know, she's going to be, you know, huge. It's a great look for for Bellator. But, you know, Watanabe reigned on that parade right there. She went down mm-hmm. and she stifled her the best way as possible.
0: Yeah, bro. I mean, I get you. Yeah, I, if, if it would have ended in the first round, I would have been like, okay, great opening card. But the way it played out just wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I mean, rightfully so. You know, Lara is a title contender. She was supposed to, you know, kind of be thrown in the mix if she would have had a dominant performance. And like you said, this was her match to win because you got Wanabi debuting. Well, officially in the sense where she's now full-time with Bellator. Mm -hmm. So, this is for you to win, bro. This is for you to be like, all right, you're not coming up in here getting that win off of me. So, she won everything, in my opinion, bro, Wanabi. And Lara, kind of dropped a little bit down the podium pole, but that's the match that we got. I don't feel like it was the best opener, in my opinion, but decent on the match. Nonetheless, so Let's just jump into the second card. The second card was at second card. You hear me? Second fight. There was two cards that night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be cracking myself up. <laughs> Yo, I can't right now. Second fight of the night was at lightweight where we saw Usman Nurmagomedov make his debut, twelve zero against a very game Mike Hamill. It was that lightweight. And we saw Usman or Magomera pick up the decision win over, like I said, a game. Mike Hamill, bro. First of all, it is crazy to see a, you know, a Nurmagomedov that's just like allergic to wrestling. He has the wrestling credentials. <laughs> yeah, this dude, he says he has the wrestling credentials. I believe it because, you know, that camp out there, they're nothing but wrestlers. And they just maul you for a living. And his first love was Muay Thai. And we saw it on display, bro. He just picked Matt Hamill apart. And like you said, the jab is coming back in the MMA sport, bro. Like, he just kept peppering him with that jab. Hamill had no answer. Hamill was game. He was a bloody mess. The Crimson Mask, bro. It was, it was a great match, and it was a good, refreshing, um, you know, to get away from that Khabib name. I feel like he's kind of trying to do that. You get what I'm saying? Like, trying to separate himself. Because he even said it, why I chose Bellator over UFC. He said they already have a bunch over there. They don't have none on Bellator, so I want to be the first one. So yeah. walk us through this match.
1: No, yeah, yeah, I think you said it uh, perfectly. You know, Usman is is such a a breath of fresh air when it comes to that, to that, to that lineage of the eagle. And <laughs> you know, you even look at his body type as well too, compared to Khabib. Like Khabib is a tank. Like you know, mm-hmm. he's a short tank that that his body frame is specifically a wrestler. You see that, like you know. And we talk about, you know, cardio, cardio, cardio. Uh, you know, there's two different types of cardio. There's, you know, a wrestling cardio, which you could be on the floor taking somebody down and having a limited energy continuously dragging somebody to deep waters. And then you have the framework in the cardio like Usman, which is a little bit more slender, but, you know, heavy on the hands and heavy on the legs. You saw that on display. This guy was a kickboxing Muay Thai machine the leg kicks the 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 switch kicks was beautiful the question mark kick was lovely there's about Three times he hit a question mark kick that I absolutely love. That's one of my favorite kicks to look at. Donald Cerrone does it perfectly, and Usman was doing it great as well, too. So, you know, Mike Hamill, you know, he was game. He wasn't like a bad Mm -hmm. opponent. It wasn't like a a horrible decision loss. But at the same time, you know, there's levels to this game, and Usman showed the levels of where, you know, that last name, that prestigious last name holds.
0: Yeah, I feel you, man. His technique on the feet, it was just beautiful, bro. And like you said, for Mike Hamill, I don't want to show too much. I mean, I, of course, we got to show love to uh, Usman. But, I mean, Mike Hamill, he's had some interesting matches. And I think he's beaten uh, Adam Boric. I would have to check. And Adam Boric is a beast in the lightweight division yeah. of Bellator. So, the dude is game. But it's just like you said, there's levels to this. And if you come out that that eagle camp, bro, you know, it's you're just a whole different beast. So, um mm-hmm. The display was beautiful. The striking was beautiful. Like I said, this dude was a crimson mask by the end. He still had the swag to put the shades on with the little, you know, things up the nose holding the bleeding. But, I mean, it it was a great match. I want to see what this dude does in Bellator. I'm not going to get too ahead of myself because, you know, any given Saturday, Friday. But I'm definitely looking forward to what the future holds with Usman now. Definitely, definitely.
1: I, you know, he has a lot of upside, especially in this promotion. The only thing that I can say is, uh, I wouldn't say a, a tough battle or a longer road to the title, is that that lightweight division is so tight right now. Mm-hmm. Just like the featherweight division, those are the premier divisions when it comes to Bellasville right now because they have a wealth of talent. Not just like, you know... Grizzled veterans like the heavyweight and the and the light heavyweight division is but a lot of young talent that they're so young like in their 20s like 23, 22, 24 that they could, they could take a loss and come back a year later and be champion because they, they're so young and they have so much time on their hands to prepare for the next fight and you know, I, I just feel like that that division is so rich with talent, young talent right now that that it's going to be a battle to see who's going to be to the top of that division by the end of the year or next year.
0: Ooh, it's so rich. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. But I agree with you. So now that Bellator is, I guess you can say legit. Right. Because now they got rankings. <laughs> yeah. Now they have rankings. <laughs> now they have rankings. So now I guess we can consider them legit out of like they didn't drop the lightweight rankings. No, right. No. If I'm not mistaken, they only drop featherweight, light heavyweight, and welterweight in the women's. So that kind of sucks. But anyways, um, what's a name that you can see for Usman as the second test in Bellator? Uh, that, that that's very
1: difficult right now because of the fact that there's a lot there's a lot of switching involved right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um that I couldn't I couldn't throw one at one at you right now. In Bellator at least. Dumb. Um You know, I've heard rumblings um, back and forth that the main eventer that um, I don't want to go too far into the main event, but Sanchez was flirting with the idea of going to um, lightweight just to see how he would fare up there because he has fought in lightweight division before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that that's the fight to go to, but, you know, just around that level right there competition. I think Usman is ready for at least a top 10 or at least a top seven opponent
0: i agree i agree that's a big name um slow and steady uh i would like to see a brandon um gertz i think that's a good name right there, yeah, there you maybe go. a brent primus along those lines hell uh even a ben henderson i know he's high up there but bro i think like you said the caliber of fighter that he displayed on friday bro mm-hmm. we can mix up a ben henderson with him so um definitely those are some people that i would like to see slow and steady the burn Khabib undefeated as the coach 4-0 no in 2021 so let's see what's next for Usman but we move into Ooh, yeah
1: i got some uh some news for the divisions ranking so far mm-hmm. so, so we got Brett as number 1 of course patriki number
2: 2
1: mm-hmm. um, um i'm going to probably
2: box this name it, it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yamauchi Yamauchi <laughs> Yamauchi
0: why, why the, Yamauchi You're you taking me back It's not like Uchi Wally <laughs>
1: <laughs> Uchi Yama- Goyote, uh, Yamauchi He's 25 and 4 Benson mm-hmm. Henderson Is number 5 Yeah Sydney Outlaw Which is a body name Right there
2: Miles Jury
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Of course Alfie Davis
2: <laughs>
0: Okay um, Yeah cause I, I Didn't see those Lightweight rankings But I mean Okay okay Interesting Definitely. But thank you for that little bit of caveats. Um so yeah, bro. Uh next fight was at heavyweight. <laughs> bro, this should have been the opener. This should it have should been have. the opener. It should've bro. It should with the bad blood that this fight had, it should definitely have been the opener, bro. Because if you saw the weigh-ins, these dudes just wanted to get at each other in the weigh-ins. So we got yes, some... to. The next match was at heavyweight. We got Terrell Fortune take on Jack May. Yes. <laughs> and we just saw a mauling. We saw Terrell Fortune pick up the TKO win over Jack May in the heavyweight division. Jack May it keeps on rolling, brother. Um, Like I said, these dudes have bad blood because their first match when they fought ended in a no contest because of a nut shot. So that carried mm-hmm. over. And we saw a little bit of the bad blood at the weigh-ins and blah, 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 the bad mountains. So they finally get in the cage. I'll let you have it, but this is my thing. You finally get in the cage, right? I mean, maybe this is just me, but I'm an old-school cat. Um, kind of takes me back to Tiago Silva versus Rashard Evans, where Rashard Evans was talking hella smack. gonna oh, fuck you up, boy, let's go. And then you wrestled the whole match. Kind of got yeah. those vibes, bro. I got those vibes. We do know Terrell Fortune is a wrestler. For anybody out there marketing, Laba is a wrestler. He's a collegiate wrestler. I get it. But if you have a rivalry, a bad blow with a man, don't you want to put a great caveat and a stamp on it and knock him the fuck out instead of just sitting there with a TKO? Okay, yeah. It was a TKO. He did had to get pulled off. I understand it. But the fashion, the manner, everything that was involved in this fight, and then for you to act like Peter Yang, hold up your fist and scream, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't do a good job. Even Twitter MMA said it. I saw a few tweets saying, bro, don't get hype. <laughs> like, that was nothing. So, I, I don't know. It was just weird. It kind of threw off the vibes. But dominant match, though. It, dominant match.
1: And, of course, I think the match was originally supposed to be Tyrell and Mitreol. Right? Yeah. pulled out. I didn't get why he pulled out. I wasn't sure if it was COVID-related or anything, he, anything he, else related. Because he was related.
0: about to get his ass beat. That's why. Pretty much. That's- <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, well, then again, you know, Matryon <laughs> has good stand-up. So you know, compared to you know Tyrell, in my opinion, um, yeah, I think you make excellent points because had this match been just a stand-up affair, even da- uh, I was gonna say damn really, yeah, <laughs> which is old <laughs> by make the an way, appearance. bro. see
2: he, I seen he made an appearance. Yeah,
1: I
0: was like, yo, brother, is getting older.
1: I'm just getting that old. <laughs> <laughs> my man, Big John was saying that in the stand-up department. You know, Jack May probably would have won that yeah. fight, Um, at you know, if it was a boxing clinic. But, of course, Morrow did correct it and said the game is mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, when I look at a match like this and I say, okay, bad blood is there. Are you going to go for your bread and butter? Which one well, he did. He went mm-hmm. there got a takedown easily, and I will defend him with with this and the saying, uh, you know, he went for the takedown but immediately went for the ground and pound, Mm -hmm. and I think the ground and pound was a little excessive. The referee could have stopped it maybe 30 seconds earlier
0: because my man was like, you got to fight. I'm like, he ain't fighting. (laughs) He ain't ain't doing nothing. (laughs) You won't see a dead body. (laughs) Pretty
1: much. Um, The bad blood even happened after the match because, you know, May was Saying that he was getting shots in the back of the head and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still feel like there's a lot of bad blood there. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on where these two end up a year from now. We could probably see a gr- grudge match if that was warranted. Um <laughs> but my man did get dominated. <laughs> Your boy needs to work on his wrestling skills and his 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 scrambling oh. skills, because anybody who had a swarm Punches like that. At least would have just done some kicks. Like get away, you know, stop it, move around. But no, he was just taking punches like they were gonna, like, like he, like he was, um, like, oh, don't worry, I'll absorb all this. The round will end, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> no, sir, you need
0: to defend yourself edu- uh, in an educated manner. Nah, yeah, bro, <laughs> he, he, he didn't do nothing. I did. I, I mean, yeah, I I can't be mad at that. He definitely went to the bread and butter, and the bread and butter, you know, that's his thing. He's a collegiate wrestler, so. But, um, it, but I agree with you. I agree with you. If you're talking shit, yeah. stand and bang, throw, throw a fist. And if you don't like it, then of course. D- exactly. <laughs> exactly. At least, I mean, it's going to sound crazy, but I'm going to say at least eat one. But, I mean, that one could put you on your ass. You get what that's I'm the saying? thing. That, that, that's that. the I
1: thing.
0: I get it. I get it. I
1: get it. That, that's Rash- <laughs> that was Rashard's. We're going to talk about Rashard Evans for a second. That was Rashard's problem. Yeah. He's, he was doing what you're telling him to do right now. At least eat one Let's go Go for your taste now. He ate a lot. <laughs> he ate <laughs> a lot.
0: Bro. Yeah, we know, and we know he can't eat a lot with his little No. Passion,
2: so. not at all. Oh, man,
0: bro. But, but yeah, <laughs> definitely wants his bread and butter. And like you said, there is definitely still a lot of bad blood there. Maybe if there was a dominant stand, we wouldn't have got yeah. the comments at the presser where he was like, oh, no, me and him, there's still bad blood there. It's never going to be, you know, uh over or whatever so <laughs> oh bro what happened <laughs> I'm just just was shy. <laughs> oh yeah bro like, now, now i'm thinking about the image when he was like slumped up against the cage looking like the predator <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> oh my
2: god
0: was that the liddell beat no 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 that
2: wasn't yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah
0: it was it was very weird so um it's fortune bro What's the name that you can see for him? Because we know we got these rankings. Uh, he's 10-1. and 1. Um, do you, I, I think the best match for him is give him the Mitreone match. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Go back to the Mitreone match. You know, that, that's a
1: fun match to go to. Um, you know, it's, it's not – there's a lot of older fighters in that division, yeah. which is a little tough to see right now. But if you want to throw some people out there, um, let's see here. You got the Matt um, um,
0: Timothy Johnson, is he booked for anything? Timothy Johnson's not Actually, he no he feel, is not booked okay. for
1: anything. Timothy Johnson's a name. I think that's good for him. Um a person that's that's fun. uh that's still in kind of the mix, if you will, because he's technically still contracted in Bellator, Um which it still makes sense and I feel like it's a fun match that you could put on these showtime shows. Mm-hmm. I know you probably don't agree with it because your boy probably wouldn't last, but mm-hmm. hey, it's a it right? uh, will be a wrestling match, right? essentially this would be a wrestling match. So, your boy, Jake Hager. Bro, I was going to say that. Hell yeah.
0: I, I would be with that. I ain't going to mind. Because would... <laughs> you don't have to worry about throwing fists. Yeah. It's all about grinding to that match. We, we would see who's the best wrestler in that one. Yeah, that would, that would be straight, like, one. With, you know, collegiate status. <laughs> one. That's it. But... <laughs> but actually, before I thought about Dimitriona, I thought about that. I think that's a good match for um, Fortune as well. And I think it's a good match for Hager because, like you said... They would – I mean, they both got great wrestling, let's be honest. It it would have to actually force them to strike. But I think one would try to impose their will, and I think Fortune probably didn't want the lunchboxes with Hager, bro, because we've seen Hager, and he got hard, bro, after that last match.
1: (laughs) Bro, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, Mm -hmm. my man could take elbows and still keep on going. Mm -hmm. Uh, We haven't seen him since. It's been a year since we've seen him, essentially. Um, and yeah, he's doing some stuff in wrestling. He's still in the AEW, and I get it. You know, you got you got an easy ride with that. When he barely wrestles, and when he does wrestle, it's like a quick match. Um... It's bad. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, where... What, do you see... Do you... We talked about this on the last time when we saw a Hager fight, but do you feel that that match really solidified that, you know what, MMA
0: might not be my thing?
2: Mm,
0: yeah. I think it did. I think that's why I haven't seen him since that last match, and i feel Trying to, I'm trying to remember the opponent. Because if you look at the caliber of opponent, uh, Hager looked very bad. But I, like I said, he did have heart. But it's just once you start getting to the upper echelon. Uh, and I'm not saying Sorrell Fortune's upper echelon, but he is a step up definitely from his last opponent. So mm-hmm. it, it, I feel that it kind of showed where maybe MMA is not my thing. Maybe let me just stick out to the wrestling. Come over here eventually once in a while, but we haven't seen him in a while, so maybe he's really thinking about it. And Yeah, man. I don't know. He just, he looked very, he showed heart, but just very weird. Maybe it was a little stamp and said, like, "Ah, I'm not doing this. (laughs) Brandon Colton. That was the guy. (laughs) (laughs) All I have is the image in my head. and bro, Brandon Colton. Dude, midway for that match, I was like, yo, Brandon Colton, I'm on the bandwagon. Let's bro, go. Bro, we were all like that.
1: we were like, you know what? Pete the shit out of here. Keep on
0: going. get buddy. I was like, dude, damn thing, Colton. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> what? One would argue that he actually won the match, but <laughs> Bro, I, I, we thought he did <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, definitely big things for Terrell Fortune because, as they say for the longest, one of the best disciplines and pedigrees to have in MMA is wrestling for that safety blanket when it gets a little too tricky on the feet. As far as for Jack May, I don't know what's up with him, but let's see, um, what's next for him. Um, so yeah. The next match was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was actually... How can I say here and say? I don't want to say he's playing spoiler, but low-key, he was playing spoiler just based on the name. But yeah, was. I, I was actually going to pick him, but okay, let's just jump into it. The next one was the co-main event, and it was at Welterweight. It was Neiman Gracie taking on Jason Jackson, the ass-kicking machine. I love that name. And we saw <laughs> we saw Jason Jackson... Pick up the decision win over a very nonchalant mellow meh, Neiman Gracie. Why I'm in the cage? Why am I in here? I yeah. I should just go be a barista somewhere. Cause bro, like first of all, I say playing spoiler because anybody's gonna play spoiler to Gracie. You hear Gracie, the lineage, the destiny, you know? Like, so you hear Gracie, they're gods in MMA. Or some would say just in BJJ. But <clears throat> excuse me. It was stated from Scott Coker that if he had a dominant performance, he was going to get title shot. That's why this one had a lot of title shot implications here. Um, so, bro, it was just the opposite. Like, at one point of the match, we just see Jason Jackson getting up in that ass, throwing him down, taking him down. I'm like, wait, what's going on here? We know Jason Jackson's a big beast, a strong dude. Mm-hmm. I was actually, I was actually going to pick him, but I said, I'm going to go Gracie just in case it goes to the ground. You know, it's a Gracie. Uh, You know, I drank the Kool-Aid. So um, even doing reversals, I'm like, wait, who's the Gracie here? This is crazy because you had Neiman on top and then you had Jason Jackson just reversing, working from the bottom, looking phenomenal playing. Spoiler, bro, making Neiman look bad. Neiman, I don't know if he just wanted to pay Che. I don't know what was in his head. Even your man Jason Jackson picked up the decision when injured, because when they um went to the ground, up against the yeah, cage, his face, his eye. yeah, he scraped his <laughs> eye like some cheese grater shit on the cage, <laughs> and you saw it, visibly, his lids were swollen, so he, he bro, it, it was very meh, I'm happy for Jason Jackson, I think if Neiman was going to get title shot off for this, bro, Jackson, obligal, as we say, you know, mandatory title shot for Jackson, bro, how do you feel? Yeah, I
1: agree as well, too. I, I feel like this was a, a nonchalant um, display from Gracie. And you know what? I can say that for every Gracie fight that I've seen, uh, especially professional fights. Um, not to say that the original UFC with voice Gracie wasn't professional, but, you know, it was, it's, it's such a departure for where we are right now that I feel like the last credible Gracie that we saw that actually had a mixed martial art match was um, was Henzo. Um, mm-hmm. that was really from pride and maybe his, his short time in the UFC as well too, but that was the last, I guess, battle tested Gracie cause he had some kind of name power and some kind of wins under his belt as well too. But man, the Gracie name has kind of fell short, you know, over the last 10 years, even though my man was on the 10 and one now 10 and two, you know, it, it, it's, I don't know what it is. I think a lot of times they coast on that last name yeah. and they win these fights and a lot of these fights are decision or submission wins which is cute and all, but at the end of the day there's only so much more you, you can coast on the last name before it's just like meh, okay, You're, you were your family once was great but what are you doing now? What What's going to happen? I think the age-old joke is wh- when's the next Gracie going to rise to prominence? And That's never happened.
0: Yeah, you're right. We haven't seen the Gracie name be that dominant in quite some time, and I feel like Neiman was supposed to be that torchbearer, and rightfully so. I believe he got disowned after this match. Um, not to take <laughs> not yeah, not to take that away from Jason Jackson, because this is the dude that dominated and stuffed Benson with the takedown, and you know, walloped Benson for like three rounds or uh, yeah, it was a three round fight. Yeah, he walloped Benson, so that's what I'm saying. This dude is a monster, and I will never. I was gonna pick him, like I said, bro, but I went Neiman. But yeah, no, I feel you. It's a name. It's kind of crazy because we're living in a world where now the the, the Nurmago meta's are becoming that dynasty as the Gracies were once, you know? So yeah. um the like patching the torch, bro, is always a, a new up and comer. But um I'm unimpressed with Neiman. After this, you were talking about Jay Hager, kind of like, is MMA my thing? Neiman should think about is MMA my thing? Because you're right. You're right. A lot of his performances are very nonchalant, but um, yeah, man, Jason Jackson, I believe he deserves a title shot. And if Scott Kogan does not give that dude a title shot, I'm sorry, bro, your man's a racist. I'll say it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I, w- I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it because although like he 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 stumpeded Gracie, like I I wanted something a little bit more. Yes, he had the injury, and that does pl- take into a lot of effect right there. But do I feel like he? can completely beat Douglas Lima? I'm not too sure. Um, do I even feel like the number one contender, you know, Michael Page, can he beat Douglas Lima? I'm not too sure either. Um, I would let those boys scrap right there.
0: Yeah, you're right. Douglas Lima is on another level. Some people would say that Douglas Lima is probably the best welterweight outside of UFC besides Kamaru Usman right down the world. Yeah. So I, yeah. I do agree with you a thousand percent. Will Jason Jackson beat a Douglas Lima? <sighs> I, I'm gonna say a strong maybe. I'm gonna say a strong maybe because, bro, there's something about Jason Jackson. I don't know if it's heart. I don't know if it's just like being that underdog. But he goes in there and just makes people just kind of. He plays spoiler, you know. So he's he's just a beast, bro. I think it's that strength, and I think I can see him using that strength and you know putting up against Douglas Sleeman a little bit, bro, and possibly okay. beat him. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. I Don't know, I mean, I you know, it was a little bit harsh for me to say that. The listener, I'm joking, you know, how we do here. Don't get offended, don't cancel culture. <laughs> I, I, there,
1: there's a lot of people right now that I feel like because you know, before this, he was looking at it like a, like a hot number six, you know, in the rankings yeah. for the welterweight division, so that it's a okay. huge jump, yeah, it's a huge ahead. jump.
0: Go ahead, but yeah. you
1: know, um, your boy, what's his name? Um, uh. Armo almost off mm-hmm. he, he's he's running like a twenty five and, and, and zero streak right now. Like my man is undefeated with twenty five wins. That's a huge streak right there. If if not Michael Page, I would definitely do that fight right there.
0: All right, so we got. Okay, so number four is booked. Logan Storley. I apologize, bro, for that little tangent. That was great. That was great. Logan Storley is booked. He's actually fighting at oh, two fifty. You can go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'm so done. So yeah, Logan Storley is actually booked. That's is that Brock Lesnar's protege? Logan Storley. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's booked. I think he's fighting at two fifty eight. Neiman was number three. Jason Jackson definitely moving up. Um. Po Yeah, bro. I mean, okay, yeah, I feel you. 25 and 0. Uh Amazov? Amazov? Uh, yeah. Michael Page is a beast, bro. That's Venom, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, that's the dude that cracked um Cyborg Santo's scroll, right? Yes. Yeah, that dude is a fucking problem. So um, yeah, bro. Definitely. Yeah. I say Jason Jackson versus Venom Page, bro. That would be a phenomenal match. That would yeah, be. That yeah. would be. You're right. After that. Um, oh, and um, Hamasi, too. Hamasi's booked or no? Because I think Hamasi no. made a jump. Hamasi can uh, jump. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. he is. He's booked. Right?
1: Oh, he's booked against Paul Daly at 257. Oh,
0: yeah, because they have that bad blood. <laughs> yeah, they rebooked it. Yeah, which is Paul Daly's last fight for the listeners that don't know. That's Paul Daly's last fight because he's going to retire because of the weight cut. We've always known he had weight cut issues. So, um, but yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Definitely do that. Venom Page versus. Jason Jackson, bro. I am all for that, honestly. Um, But yeah, not a big thanks for Jason Jackson as well. Neiman Gracie, definitely, you know, go back, see what you want to do, bro. Find, find that fighting spirit. Maybe drink some Modelo's, bro, because you don't got that <laughs> fighting spirit, brother. <laughs> but yeah, so that was the co-main event, and now on to the main event, which was a featherweight championship match and it also was a featherweight grand prix semifinal and the winner would get into the finals to take on another beast of a man AJ McKee it was Pitbull taking on Emmanuel Sanchez and this is the second time they fought the first time of course you know Pitbull going over he went over once again and um, we saw Pitbull pick up the decision, excuse me, decision, to submit very decisively. So, like, we
2: saw,
0: him, <laughs> we saw him pick up the submission win in the first round over Emmanuel Sanchez. Um, bro, this just solidifies that this is probably the best featherweight in the world. Because after this, he just made a, he holds almost every Bellator record, bro, right now. yeah. Um, We have that on the page. You guys could go check that out if you want. Uh, dominant, dominant performance. I, I didn't see. I didn't see this much of a dominant performance because the first match was a war between both guys. So I thought, you know, Emmanuel Sanchez was going to come ready. But yeah, that 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 guillotine choke, bro. The little pit bull. That's why they call him pit bull. Yeah, I think he almost he, he put him to sleep in the stand up too before they hit the ground with the guillotine choke. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know, man. Ele-
1: it's not much to say. How do you feel about this match? <laughs> I was going pitbull going into this match. I know Sanchez had a lot of hype around him. Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't been finished in in, in any MMA card whatsoever. Yep. So he has that to his name as well, too. Um, that uh, the last fight, you know, it was a great fight as well, too. And it could have went either way as well for that decision win. So, you know, you have that caveat going into this and the, the extreme amount of confidence. Can we just say this? How AJ was getting sunned in the little broadcasting booth by my man Josh Thompson, and yeah. I forget what her wet-out what name is, but you hmm. know, um, you know, they were like, "Oh, don't get too comfortable up here, you know, don't steal our jobs." <laughs> like, my man, why you why are you sunning my man for no reason? But um, yeah, like this was a storybook ending if I ever saw one. You know, Pitbull comes out. You know, they get into a little exchange. You know, the takedown happens. You- basically grabs the, the 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 head while being taken down which i thought that's what hurt him too i feel like you drive somebody's head straight down to the mat they're gonna have a couple of screws loose and then the the choke the guillotine mm-hmm. choke wrapped him around as tight as possible of course my man didn't tap but he did pass out it is a legitimate finish and he passed out with the quickness this wasn't that's that's what i felt like with the drop the drop could have hurt him as well too um, Because he passed out very fast. Um, Not even a scramble after that. He just locked it in and then just went limp. So, you know, very, very, very technically sound from Pitbull's performance right here. He goes on to the finals with AJ. They're going to have a scramble for the title. Mm-hmm. Not just for the title, but for the Grand Prix prize, $1 million. Mm-hmm. That's a storybook ending right there for, both, for, for these two main eventers.
0: Yeah, definitely agree with you, bro, because AJ McKee is a stud. This is going to be a phenomenal matchup. Um, My question to you is, this is just me spitballing and thinking. My question to you is, do you think Dana White has not contacted or made an attempt to get Pitbull in the UFC because Pitbull would dominate as well and even do his thing? No, I think
1: Pitbull is a type of fighter that floats by the beat of his own drum.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You you see that. You see that by his yeah. interviews, his promos. Even outside, he has other people speaking for him. <laughs> like, you know, my man, like, you know, Gucci Gucci vest on all day, oh, aviators, doesn't give a fuck. Um, outshines his brother Bro, half like, the time. <laughs> I agree with you, yeah. I,
0: I definitely agree with you. <laughs> he definitely does outshine his brother. And he definitely does march to the beat of his own drum because remember when the Carvalho match, took place, he was being interviewed and he was like, who wants a title shot with the champ? He goes, oh, and everybody just stood up. He was like, all of you? No, you guys are a loser. Carvalho.
2: I'm (laughs) like, like, he's a
0: savage. (laughs) He is. And I feel like uh, Dana
1: wouldn't know how to muzzle him or condition him to be one of these cookie cutter fighters that he has right now. Mm-hmm. And, Cause you see all the fighters uh, with an exception of the ones that are very outspoken. Everyone is pretty much under the same mode under the same model. Don't speak too much. Don't say too much. Mm-hmm. Don't be too outlined. It's just like, no one could get over it. Like, the only people that are kind of getting over are the ones that are asking for a lot of, a lot of money. We'll get into that after this as well, too. But, um, yeah, I don't think that Dana White would be able to to put mm-hmm. that muzzle on Pitbull. That, that's why he's afraid to have him in the organization.
2: Yeah,
0: bro. I Because we know he's always been vocal about getting in there and things like that. He's always throwing shots to Michael Chandler because he did finish Michael Chandler. knockout 61 seconds. Um, he's mm-hmm. always been tweeting back and forth. Dana has really ignored him. But I think you're absolutely correct. That's what it is. Patric- uh, I was going to say Patriki. Whoa, wrong pit bull. <laughs> Patricio is, you know, he just marches to the beat of his own drum. He does his own thing, and he doesn't like uh, – yeah. I'll say this. Not to interrupt you, though. I'm sorry for that. No. But let's
1: say Chandler does win this title. Mm-hmm. I feel that Dana White is almost compelled yep. to make that contract, to make that fight happen then because you really would have to solidify – who is the best lightweight in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be very a, a tough pill to swallow for Daniel White because we've seen many times where even though he has these credible champions, he doesn't necessarily want to sign somebody because he has a he he has a gripe with them. Look how long it took him to sign Alistair Overeem. Yep. You know before Alistair was you know. He signed him a little too late, and although Alister, you know, did put on some great performances in the Octagon, had we had Alister from Dream, you know, a little bit younger, a little bit more confident in his skills, I think we would have had a different, um, a different Alister in the UFC.
0: Yeah, agreed. You can say that um, Alister came a little bit late into the UFC, kind of like a lot of fighters that came over from that Pride era. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have a lot of gripe with some fighters, that's why sometimes I don't agree with his business making where he lets very mcmahon like he lets emotions and everything just ruin certain things and get in the way of business as mcmahon says it's not personal but we see that he holds grudges against fighters um and you're absolutely correct he will be inclined to kind of make that fight because if chandler goes over everybody the real mma fan is going to know that you can actually sit here and say he has the second best lightweight in the world because the other one is in Bellator, which is Patricio. And I am not going to lie, that is a match if it gets signed, bro. South Park meme, splooge all over, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think we'll, we'll be inclined to pay the money to go there. <laughs> I think yeah. we'll go to that Hell one. Yeah. I think that would be phenomenal. And if he's a smart businessman, because every smart businessman, sometimes you got to put your gripe aside and make that money, bro. If... This this is only if he beats uh well it's for the featherweight, but this is only if he beats McKee. Uh McKee. Yeah, McKee. Um he has to keep that going. You know what I'm saying? So but yeah, definitely it's gonna be an interesting matchup in the finals. I would like to see that. You know, uh 262 is gonna be interesting. Oliveira Chandler for the vacant strap. Um, which, bro, I love Oliveira, but I can see Chandler pushing it pulling it off. So yeah. um, but yeah, that was the Bellator. 255, it was a good event, very meh, still got old vibes, I didn't get Showtime vibes, but it was good nonetheless. We saw a lot of records being established in the main event, we saw some dominant stars for the future, etc. You were going to add a caveat? No, oh,
1: the little stare down between McKee and Pitbull as well too. Yeah, the little
0: trash. That was good. Yeah, they, they, I always liked those stare downs, those stare downs was pretty cool, you saw them talk trash. Nobody back down. I did love Pitbull continuing to trash talking in the presser saying he's scared. He's scared. I know that boy is scared. So, um, Definitely looking forward to that match, bro. Bellator is back. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I freaking enjoyed it. And it's back next week. We got Bader Machida, too. And that fight mm. card looks phenomenal, bro. We got Bader Machida in the main event for the light heavyweight Grand Prix, the opening uh first round. Then we got Liz Carmouche, the veteran, taking on the debut in Vanessa Porto. So hyped for that. Yeah, bro. I'm excited for that as well. Um, Then we got Adam Borat. Versus Jamie Kennedy, Jeremy, excuse me, and I feel like there's another one. Oh yeah, we got Cazzinago. Yeah, we got the Castingano versus Olivia Parker. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Phenomenal, phenomenal fight card. You guys should check that out. Um, but yeah, that was our review. I know you said you wanted to talk about a little bit of the Mula. Would you want to talk about the John Jones situation? I do. I do. <laughs>
1: <a> Fifty mil. <laughs> ahead, I do, yeah. man, because I feel like. I understand it though. Like, I I in in some ways I understand it. Like, um, and this is where okay, what's really getting in the way of this fight right now is it ego? Is he actually asking for too much? What's actually happening here? Because if you want to look at the rankings and how we how we continuously talk about that rankings shouldn't matter, then yeah, Derek Lewis by all counts should be the number one contender, right? Um, now if you're looking at just big money feels like big fight feels that super fight feeling that would pack a stadium if it could, then possibly, and I say that with all due respect, possibly, um Ngannou and Jones would do that. But why I say possibly is this I've been a John Jones fan since he's debuted. I and remember. I love myself, myself some John Jones. I will always say that. But I do not and it is no disrespect to the fighter whatsoever but i do not see people coming out in like in thousands for a john jones match i think throughout his career even as a main eventer selling pay-per-views i think the lore has always been the john jones rivalry mm-hmm. but not john jones the fighter himself when you know when you look at i think the last Hyped John Jones match that I was like, okay, people are coming out for this. Uh, and no disrespect, it was probably the or probably, um, even the Shogun, his debut one, because it's such a clash of styles, it's so different. But other than that, I feel like, yeah, dominant wins. But it doesn't it it doesn't equate to the money of people spending to come out and see you. You know he's asking for fifty million. That's of course his Conor McGregor money. My man gets like a hundred million for fights. But you have countries coming out for this man. You have people flocking from Ireland, taking plane trips from Ireland down to the U.S. just to see my man land a punch or two, and. <laughs> You don't have that demographic, unfortunately, John Jones. Like you don't have like people coming out from like from different areas of the United States saying, "I came to see John Jones." I think, um, Ngannou has that right now. Mm -hmm. Ngannou has a whole nation on his back, you know, in carrying that, and I think that equates to to box office sales right there, to to office sales. But Jones never had that, and maybe his out. Side the octagon antics didn't help either but even if we didn't hear about John Jones going crazy in New Mexico with cocaine <laughs> and his
2: fucking ch- go-
1: shit <laughs> yes. you know like as much as we think that hilarious <laughs> some people might be turned off with that and you know what yeah. he, the, his antics probably turned off a lot of people mm-hmm. um, looking at him as a main eventer mm-hmm. I'm sorry but that's how I feel about it so I understand mm-hmm. why he wants that 50 mil but I understand completely why he's not going to get it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, There's a lot of what's going on here. Um, First of all, you said it beautifully because this is coming from a John Jones fan coming from you. Um, I'm not much a Jones fan, but I can sit here and say his track record really has hurt him because one of the pages that interact with us on the Instagram, that's the first thing said he said, bro, this dude has shot himself in the foot multiple times his track record has hurt him. If, let's just say, we're not talking about be holy and Thou, you know, and Ha uh, and everything, like, but you've done a lot of stuff that people outside the octagon see that, and, bro, that, that just rubs people the wrong way. Remember, you put a woman that was uh pregnant at Pregos. risk. Yeah, yep. at risk. So that's something that's gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way. You out here in, in New Mexico, wilding, taking bumps, popping off in the road with your gun out the window. Like, what are you doing now? I mean, definitely I'm not saying be holy, but if you know he would have had a different outside of the octagon antics, he could have probably got close to the, to Conor McGregor money cuz regardless of his controversy, remember this this was the money maker for UFC back then, John Jones, Johnny Bones, everybody was on him. And I,
2: yeah. Uh,
1: I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. I only say that because um now okay, not only is his outside antics that hurt his image but his inside the office antics mm-hmm. hurt his image as well too the fact that he has had big money fights presented to him mm-hmm. and he has fucked himself up being caught with fucking steroids or different kinds of substance abuse issues that his fights are canceled like i want to say 20 percent of his career has been canceled it's- with canceled fights
0: I, I agree. His image also as well maybe within the company has hurt him because he, I, I see him always get Brian Stan vibes. Brian Stan tries yeah. Brian Stan tries to be the most beautiful guy, eloquent on the camera, but he's a fucking prick, you know? And that's what you get. And we got Jones. Remember, hey, hey, Dick, you there? <laughs> like- but I think I think that That helped him. <laughs> that
1: helped him. You know what? He embraced the full heel, and he got the game. The game is talk shit, be a dirtbag, and people will come see you. Get your ass kicked. I get it. I loved it. But at the same time, all right, like, you look at his career, like, maybe, like, Against Gustafson, I would say people are coming to see Jones. But like early, it was title defenses. I think people were coming out for Machida. People were coming out for Jackson. People were coming out for Richard. People were coming out for Vitor. You know, people were even coming
0: out for Chael Sonnen, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody coming out for Chael Sonnen, bro. (laughs) I mean, we went to the presser for UFC 128 when he took Mm on Shogun. We went to the Radio City Music Hall. Um, You're right. I mean, I feel that's when maybe the ball started rolling towards John Jones because we were there. We saw he pulled more fans to his side mm-hmm. as opposed to Hua, you know, where um, you saw, I, I feel that at that moment, we started seeing the shift because Hua, the dude from pride, he even had his brother, bro, Mauricio with him and ain't do nothing. Once they said, all right, the fighters are going to sign autographs. You ran to the Joe side. Everybody went over there. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to get Shogun's autograph. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's when I started seeing the change. But I feel I get you. This is also a guy that hasn't finished a fight in two years. You know, that his last finish was 2018. So, I mean, he's not the same dude. Uh, we had somebody coming at my neck respectfully, which I fucking enjoy. We went back and forth respectfully. Um, he's not the same dude. You're not going to pull 50 mil. To me, I'm looking at it this way. Maybe he's close to retiring. You get what I'm saying? I feel that if he wants a big payday like this, there's something in his head tinkering and going off that, all right, I'm just probably going to hang it up. I'm going to see how my heavyweight career goes. Also, I want 50 mil because Nganu is probably going to knock my fucking head off. So I want to be safe as well if I get injured possibly from this fight. Because, bros, he devastated and crushed Stipe. But um, I I agree with you. McGregor and Ganu have the same vibes because you saw that picture of Cameroon, that video, where everybody was out there. The whole country was just, like, frozen for him under the canopy watching him win the strap. So there's two – it's two difference. You're not going to get the 50 mil. You're not going to get 25 mil. You know, five mil? Okay. Four? Maybe? No. Yeah. I don't even think fucking Eticott
1: fucking New York. Is that how it's fucking pronounced? Uh, Endicott, where he's from. Yeah. I think it's Endicott. Yeah, I think it's Endicot. I don't yeah. even them motherfuckers are chanting Jones like like they used to as well too. Jones.
0: So I feel you. Sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> Jones. Go for it, go for it. Jones has been around too long to become the villain. That's what it is. He's been yeah. around for too long to become the villain. He was a, a a a beloved figure. And I will still sit here and say, and I will vouch that this dude puts asses in the seats. Right reason or the wrong reason, but he's just been around for too long and his antics and he became the villain. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. I uh, you know, if if I was Jones right now, if I wanted to play
1: the game right to get paid, like like you're saying, like if, if if he's possibly thinking about retirement and I need to make a stamp, get paid and get out, bro. You need to be working with Dana and Ingana who's saying, Yo, we need to make this Africa yeah. card happen. Like oh, we yeah. need to put us as the main event go to like South Africa because they have one of the biggest soccer stadiums imaginable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um put asses in seats right then there. Have Kamaru Usman as a co-main event is there as well. To hell, have your all boy Kobe Covington there as talking shit to everyone. That'll drive everybody in seats. Talk hear. that big money speak to Dana White, because that's all he wants to hear. He wants to, he's like Vince Man. How are you gonna make me mm-hmm. money? Well, okay, bet this is how we're gonna do it.
0: Bro, that should be that should be the the rumble, and, and you should get that. Bro, you should have John Jones versus Ingundo, Usman versus Covington two, Adesanya versus Whitaker two. That right yeah. there, bro, dude. And in Africa, bro, like you said, South Africa, wherever you want to do it, bro, dude. That's money right there That's what Dana Want to hear You get what I'm saying I agree that's, with that's you the, that's, the, that's the nut Coming <laughs> yeah. out right there Like the, the, the meme the, oh. yeah, the watch
1: load Yeah The meme oh. <laughs> That right there Is how you need to speak To Dana White yeah, word. Like that, that's always Going to look at as money Because at the end of the day He's not talking to Fucking Connor About proper 25 no, Whatever it's fucking know, called bro, yeah. You know he's saying Alright bet <laughs> 12, I <would> 12. Give- <laughs> 12
2: There you go Fucking Connor <laughs> Shit's proper black 25. anyway <laughs> Yes <laughs> that is a hashtag. I'm sorry,
1: but have you tried it? This one, well, yeah, I tried. Aww. It fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit. Oh, um, That's why he sold so it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Fuck out of here. No, he. Connor comes in and he and he says, "Okay, this is why he picks and chooses certain matches because he knows what kind of fan base he's gonna bring into the audience." I understand mm. Connor as much as we hate the fact that Boyer is choosing this Connor match over the lightweight title. Connor is fucking manipulating the system saying this is how I'm going to get the best payout of my career because I get a trilogy match and I get people doubting me because they saw me get hemmed up by Poirier. So I bet I'm going to capitalize this as much as possible. This is a better match for Connor than it is for Poirier. We said that since day one.
0: Of course. Of course. Um, it's crazy, though, how, if anything, the roles are reversed. Dustin is giving this dude the red panties match right now. It's yeah. it's wild. It's wild. Um also, I think this just came real quick. Also, I think we should have little barbershop segments here and talk about topics like this because I think that would be phenomenal and it'll be a little different from the reviews as well. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm enjoying this right now. Um, but yeah, um, bro, I'm a little bit upset, but this this match, like you said, uh, Portier has a lot to lose in this because even Michael Chandler said it on the interview. If anything. Portier has a lot of pressure because McGregor could come in there, do his thing, and then that would kind of take Portier out of the title shot picture. So, definitely, you know, McGregor could be in the title shot picture, so he better be confident and, and come in there. It, I don't know, but yeah, no, I'm a little hot sauce. Yeah, that's, what that's what I was going to say, bro. I was going to tweet this dude. I'm like, yo, bro, I should have tweeted this dude. Like your legacy is built around McGregor and hot sauce, homie. <laughs> like, that's, that's what you're telling me. Your legacy is built around hot sauce and McGregor, bro. Yeah, get out of here. Don't get out of here with your. <laughs> yo, With your bayou. <laughs> bro, with your bayou. Sitting to the key. <laughs>
2: it sucks
1: because homeboy has like the UFC by the Bulls yeah. right now what he wants to do for his career and I get it you were interim champion at one point and you put down Max Holloway back to the featherweight division I get it cool cool beans great but at the end of the day you want to be considered yourself the best and yeah. the best is not someone who defeats Conor McGregor mm-hmm. why because he's been defeated mm-hmm. so you ain't the first mm-hmm. you ain't
2: n- you yeah. ain't shit compared yeah. to
1: that, unfortunately.
0: You ain't doing nothing. And McGregor, if he wins this, this trilogy, it does nothing for him as well. So... No, I, Actually,
1: I, I would boosted. say it does a lot I,
0: I, for it McGregor. Only, it only does title shot pick. But, it, it, okay, we look at it. You get the trilogy. What, what's to come out of this besides the title shot? I don't want to see Diaz-McGregor again. I don't want to see I, nothing else. Come on. I think it's
1: more so the fan base feeling confident on, on Conor McGregor's image. Because right now, his image is a little broken right now. And I think in order for him to have that Conor McGregor image, because that image... Shows mm-hmm. leverage,
0: not just every day. No, but I, I, I feel you because he's in the Ronda Rousey position. The same thing. Yes, that's why Ronda very Rousey, much so. Yeah, that's why Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. That's why Ronda Rousey hung it up. Or I don't know if Dana got her ear because image hurts. It's just not in the octagon. It's overall marketing wise yeah. and everything, movies, uh deals, sponsorships. So I agree with you a thousand percent. Proper twenty five. Proper. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: like, he sold it, bro. <laughs> yeah,
0: the trash. But no. Speaking about money, yeah, this is why we definitely got to do some barbershop type Speaking about money, I don't know if you heard about it. I was reading an article. Interesting article. We have Vittori versus Holland coming up this week as well, which is UFC Vegas 23, which also is a big night because it's the first night that we're going to get the Venom debut on a UFC because Reebok is done for. Um, but this is where it gets a little interesting because I didn't know this and I was reading the article. Venom With the exception of Venom, I I believe it was, I don't remember what year it was, but I think in 2016, it split into two Venoms. And I didn't know that. You got the Venom out here, but then you also got Venom Brazil. And that's a whole different company, yeah. And, you know, this is debuting this Saturday, and I was reading the article, and the owner of Venom Brazil said, if the UFC wants to host events in my country you're going to have to strike a deal with me because there's two different Venoms. It's not the Venom you have out here is Venom Brazil. And he said, he doesn't want to cause problems. He just wants to strike a deal. And if anything, he said he's for the business and just, you know, cause he's a, he, like you said, a money man, you know, they're smart. So, but they haven't called him. They haven't contacted him. They haven't said nothing to him. He said, I called him a few times to discuss a deal, strike a deal. I don't want no problems. I want to do this as easy as possible. And he says, I'm still waiting to hear from them. How do you feel about that, bro? Because I didn't know about that. That was news to me. And will this kind of, you know, we know Brazil is the hotbed of MMA for like the over the last decade. Can this possibly play a little, you know, scenario in them going to Brazil? Okay. Let's see. So many
1: things to hit right now. Um, First thing. The fact that this Vittoria fight's happening this, this Saturday, stupid,
2: stupid,
1: <laughs> stupid,
2: stupid. Word, we got Mania. <laughs> this, I,
1: I, I know, like, is very niche to a lot of people still to this day, but wrestling has never been as hot as it has since the 90s right now, yep. with, with it being on every single channel imaginable these days. But the fact that WrestleMania is almost on par with the Super Bowl when it comes to buys yeah. and ticket sales and just fanfare. Casual people watch Wrestlemania because it's there. Yeah. You have Peacock there as well, You will probably uh, give it for free.
0: It's a holiday. You can sit here and say Wrestlemania is a holiday because e- well, when it's Wrestlemania weekend, everybody knows, like you said, even wrestling fans, people that are not wrestling fans, oh, it's Wrestlemania weekend? I'm going to watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah, straight up. Like And if it was NXT, like a takeover, I would understand that. Then you had you could compete a little bit more. But no. No, you're not going to fucking put a show like this, which is not an impressive fucking showing right now for the UFC. This mm-hmm. is a very <laughs> light card, in my opinion. This could have been a beautiful Wednesday card. Yep. And I think we would have been just fine for Wednesday card. He could have competed with NXT's TakeOver on um, USA Network. It would have been a little bit of a ratings war, but that's fun. Also, that's okay. It's safe.
0: Also, he could have competed with one championship because one championship is this Wednesday as well. Look at
1: that. That could have been something right there as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, A little bit smarter in the business plan right there. I think he's just banking on people don't like wrestling, so to watch my shit, which is stupid. <laughs>
2: stupid. Um
1: stupid, 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 stupid. But I digress. We'll try our best to catch that card as well, too. Um, but stupid idea, man. Yeah. Um, but the the you know, when it comes to the venom deal, it's I'll say it like this: I don't think Dana White's gonna budge. I think that mm. there he's he, just because one promoter out there and one businessman out there mm. has maybe some pool with certain areas or stadiums or venues Mm -hmm. Um, right now. I don't even think Dana White is looking to go to Brazil right now to, to just have an event. Mm-hmm. I think he's f- focused on what he can do for the United States at least and have like the biggest events right now with what he's doing in Jacksonville for the first one. Um, and focusing on that if it does come down to where everything is safe and we're out there and we could travel again, go to Brazil and frolic and play <laughs> down in then in Sao Paulo or Rio, then cool. But I will say this for every person that says no, there is about a million people that'll say yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I highly doubt that this business plan that this my man from Venom Brazil is gonna make a dent in the day of Dana White whatsoever. He'll still implement his plan. Say, okay, um, you have pool in Rio, we'll just go to Sao Paulo, we'll just go to the stadium there. Fuck it.
0: No, I mean I don't I don't think it's specifically spot. I think you're absolutely correct. You have to take the pan. Uh, why do I? You see, I joked around once and I said pandemia, and I've been stuck hey, on <laughs> <was> the <laughs> I
2: can't.
0: Now I can't get over it. The pandemic. There you go. Um, I think it's overall Brazil, bro. No matter where, like, hmm. if it- Venom cannot show up in Brazil, because Venom Brazil is you know Venom out there, and I, I do agree with you. This is a time where. Dana's kind of like, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Right now, I'm yeah. not going nowhere, because right now, we can't frolic across the country freely. So that's in the back burner. Maybe that's why he hasn't got the call. Um but I also do feel like he's not losing sleep over just one person. He'll probably sit here and say, Hell, fuck it. I can't go to Brazil. So I'm gonna go to I, I don't know my geographical map. I'm probably gonna go to Costa Rica and host the shit right on the border just to hit you yeah. over the head. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> my, not, my, none of my champions are Brazilian besides the Nunes anyway. And
1: she doesn't even want to go to fucking Brazil
0: herself. <laughs> exactly. He'll host that shit like on the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> like, yo <laughs>
1: she, she over there living her best life in California right now, raising kids. Words. She ain't
0: going back to Brazil. <laughs> Oh, yeah it's ain't going back to Brazil no time, so but <laughs> <laughs> I just found it kind of interesting because I did not know it was there was two uh venom companies, and I was like, oh okay, maybe this can be problematic, maybe, but I think it's like you said, he will cross that bridge when he gets there. So um but yeah, we have uh fight week coming up. We have three events, we got the bro, it's actually a hectic for combat sports, because like you said, we got the takeover, we got WrestleMania, we got AW, we got
1: you know one. You know what's one thing that's gonna be a little tricky though? Mm -hmm. Um, and I just don't know how this goes when it flows to the gaming world, but you look at the UFC, you know, undisputed. I'm just be looking at me. Um, yeah. UFC. <laughs> I, I missed the games. undisputed games. UFC, were the best, EA, yeah, they were, they were the best games. But EA, uh, UFC four has Reebok written all over it mm-hmm. from the from from the apparel to yep. to the ring itself. I just don't see them doing a huge update to erase all that, no. unless they will, which would be hilarious. I, that rock and roll. But I just don't know how how that works right now. Are they going to still promote this game knowing that they're promoting Reebok, (laughs) which they're not under contract anymore? Are they automatically just going to pull a Madden and say, oh, here's a new game. October. Guys, here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They probably will do that. Like, here's a new game. It it would be a big patch. It would be a big rework because you would have to, you know, structure codes and stuff like that. But I guarantee you. I guarantee you. They will sit here and hit you with the microtransactions for the Venom apparel and try <laughs> bro. I'm almost a hundred percent sure you want venom. So that way we won't get hit with Reebok. We're gonna give you microtransaction venom gear. I bet you, bro. Oof. Yeah. So it, it's gonna be tricky. Can it be done? It can it can be done, but it's gonna take a while. But I think they would do a new game rather than freaking um, you know, doing something like that. So yeah, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be very weird now. But um I'm looking forward to this week, bro, and I'm not going to front. I'm looking forward to some wrestling. Shout out to Will Ospreay. Motherfucking Pen, you got the strap. <laughs> uh, oh, hell yeah. But, yeah, bro, so that was fight week. You know, MMA has three events. We got the Bader Machida 2. We got the one debuting in the States, not actually physically, but on the airtime on TNT. So, that nah, I'm looking forward to that. We got Demetrius Johnson taking on... Um, this guy. I forgot for the strap. I forgot his name. I'm terrible. Eddie Alvarez is going to be on that card as well, so that looks good. And then we got the Marvin Vittori versus Kevin Holland, which it's going to be exciting times, bro, for MMA and wrestling. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm looking forward Ooh. to that NXT takeover. I going to hold you. It's a, busy, it's, it's, it's a busy week for us. Yeah. It's a busy-ass week for us. I going to hold you. But yeah, so this draws the podcast to an end. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed it. And since we're talking about wrestling and we, we we dropping bombs and names and we talk about WrestleMania, if people want to talk about wrestling, where can they find you talking about wrestling, brother?
1: who they can find both of us at Elite Wrestling Audio, the only podcast that brings us to Boricua. talking about the world of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have a huge week right now. We're probably going to be doing multiple podcasts, whether it's Barbershop Talk, whether it's uh, TakeOver happening Wednesday and Thursday as well too. Uh, WrestleMania happening this weekend as well too on Saturday and Sunday. Also the Hall of Fame happening on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So it's a smorgasbord when it comes to the wrestling world. So look out for us, EWA Podcast. You can find it on EWA podcast on Twitter, EWA podcast on Instagram and elite wrestling audio on the Facebook. Um, for the Camorra Chronicles as well, too. We'll give our shout out and plugs for that. TKC podcast on Twitter, TKC podcast on Instagram and the Camorra Chronicles on Facebook as well. Two guys come and join the party. Both of those podcasts, Apple podcasts, um, Spotify, You know, go out there, Anchor, as well, too. Go out there, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts. We're out there. Beware. You're going to hear our voices everywhere when it comes to the world of combat sports. So we're everywhere.
2: (laughs) I
0: love
1: it. We taking over. Oh, and then for me, myself, um, Lucha Val on Instagram, Lucha Val on Twitter. If you want to take a fight out me, tell me how uh, it wasn't a stupid move for the UFC to do it on the WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Hit that man up because he will argue until till the Cavs come home. <laughs> Straight up. I will go to tipping on your ass. <laughs> but I feel like there's one more plug missing. I feel like we had, you know, a, a, a big-ass event that went on Wednesday, and I'm a little too hype. I, I mean, we saw two Kaijus throw down. If people want to talk to you about Converse Godzilla, where can people find you?
1: Oh, they can find me at, uh, they can find all of us on Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast strictly for the fanatical people that want to talk about geekisms and nerdisms out there in the world. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong just came out there. Um, i am give it a couple of days just to relax just a tad bit so the spoilers won't go too crazy because I know every goddamn podcast is talking about it. Mm-hmm. But um, there will be a review for Godzilla versus Kong. The Clash of Titans, as you will, as well to the Hollow Earth in Hell uh, <laughs> fight that's happening. <laughs> uh, guys, you'll hear that as well, too. PCF Podcast is on Twitter, PCF Podcast on Instagram, and PCF Podcast on Facebook pop culture fanatics if a hyphen in there uh please enjoy it spotify uh anchor apple podcast is out there um and of course for you sir uh, if they want to get your your gaming off if they want to talk about all the new news hell if they want to talk about you know all the
0: dlcs they, they can
1: get coming soon to avengers where can people <laughs> find you
0: <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah no because i'm thinking about um crazy i'm thinking about bro uh, since we talk about PCF, I'm thinking about that last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, if you guys like the video game talks, which your boy is about to deep dive into a new game because a new game kind of grasped me by the gonads last night, which I downloaded mm-hmm. a demo, which I have not done in years. But um, yeah, y'all can find me at lag underscore switching because I keep forgetting the underscore lag switching. That's on Instagram, and that podcast is on Spotify and Apple. You know, I ain't a big dog like a boy Val right here. I ain't all over the world. <laughs> so... <laughs> can, can, can you drop a hint what oh. the game was? <laughs> yeah, my bad. The game uh, the was... The suspense was killing <laughs> me. Ooh. The game was... It came out of left field because I seen it, but I wasn't really interested in it, but I played it. Outrider. That game is phenomenal. Ooh. Yeah, I played it and I'm like, I must get this and I must deep dive into this game. If Outrider is... um, It kind of plays like Gears of War. It's kind of like Years of War meets um, Destiny in a certain way. So it's, it's, it's different, but it's, it, it feels familiar, but different at the same time. So that's pretty fucking dope right now. Um, you know, they just landed on a planet called Enoch, which I love the name. And basically, there's these alien storms called the Anomaly that just give people powers, which create them into alters. And then you get to ch- uh, choose classes. You got, like, the Pyromancer, the Technomancer, the Devastator. And um, I forgot which is the one with uh, Quantum Time. You know, your boy went devastated because I fucks with the tanks. So, um, but yeah, bro, it- it- it's phenomenal, man. So I'm going to deep dive into that. Dude, uh, yeah. we we gotta get into that, man, because I want to talk about um, you know, the Empire
1: of Sin game. Yeah, and I wanna talk about Star Wars Squadron, because I played that this weekend as well, too. Oh, you
0: played it? Yes. yes. All right, so yeah, we could definitely set up a little barbershop talk for lag switching. Um, but yeah, definitely that's right there. You guys can check that out if you love video games. Um also if you guys want to talk to me personally, like you want to get at my neck, disagree with what I said, or you want to agree with what I said, or you just want to flat out tell me to shut the hell up, y'all can hit me up at, or if you want to talk to my hero, because my hero is life, baby. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If y'all want to talk to my hero, hit me up at my Instagram and my Twitter. It is sun eater UA. That is all together. And that's my plug. If y'all want to talk to me personally, you know, I'm always down to make some new friends. What's up? I don't bite, but um, yeah. So I hope you guys have fun. That was the podcast. Um, looking forward to just doing the next one, bro. Cause it's going to be hectic, man. It's going to be hectic, but it's fun as hell. We do it for you guys. Interact with us, subscribe, rate, live with some notes right here, some audio messages. I'm all over the place right now, but yeah, definitely do this for you guys. And I hope you had a great time, brother.
1: I had a great time. And <laughs> yes! I, I go to, to, I leave MMA. And now I want to be a boxer, shoot to box, show my shoot to box skills. Yes. I,
0: I take on Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and you know I'm going to see what I do because now everybody they want to transition into the boxing game after they fight because even Frank Mir wants to do his thing in boxing. <laughs> oh, oh.
2: Oh. Oh. oh man, we'll wrap it up here, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. That was-